You're listening to the Football Retreat Podcast on the After Hours Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our Instagram at After Hours Network for more awesome podcasts. Oh yeah, I'm trying to do. <laughs> dude, this is so <laughs> literally, dude. Like I'm trying. Johnny, Johnny, Corey. Um, Conzo has been growing up here. Conzo, like what, seven years? Seven like, yeah, years. On and off. Just God, sometimes just like that. Yeah. You're gonna be like, he's been growing that for two weeks. I've been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, no, that's that's, that isn't seven years worth. No, I know. Jeez, <laughs> I want to get there. I want started again a couple of months ago and shaved it all off, but. I want to get there. I feel like beards make people look more tough. Clean shaven. That's that's about five months. Five months. Yeah, and like one month of not touching it at all because I haven't been to the barber. Four years. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) And no, to be fair, last time I shaved was just before Christmas. So like this is a month and a half, and that's good for me. Yeah. Um, but would would we like it from from Sam? Sam's giving us a um. A summary of the first half. We are really dumb. <laughs> well, and that's that's a summary from a Liverpool fan of how it's going. <laughs> so wait, oh yeah, yeah, because they're playing right now. Let me see. Hold on. Well, they just they're never, they just well, never yeah. can seem to do anything without their complete starters. Even though they've got Mo. Yeah. I guess without uh. You win. Blanking on his name on the left. Mane? Mane. Mane. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's in, he's not playing. He's he's injured. Oh, is he? Sure, Man- Mane's yeah. been better than Salah for about a year now, anyway. He's been like there more. Oh, Mane. Yeah. yeah. Like, Mane's so much better, I think. I think Mane. And Mane is, like, the best winger. Has been the best winger in Europe, I'd say, for, like, a year or two now, I think. I always he's thought he's... Class. he's... He honestly... He's, he's the player, whenever we play Liverpool, it scares me the most. Yeah. More so than Van Dijk and Salah, I think. Yeah, and and I think do you think in a sense he's a little bit underrated because usually when people talk about wingers, I feel like they go the complete other direction than Mane. But like that guy, I think he's just the complete winger. He's not he's not selfish. He's he's dangerous. He's technical. He's fast. You know, it's just like he's the he's the worst mm-hmm. kind of person you want to go against because of that. Right. I, you know? I think he yeah. also has a huge work rate. Um, yeah. You know, he presses from the front. That's so crucial to anything Liverpool do with their high line. So it's when he's missed and then they just have time to dilly-dally on the ball, get over him. It's really, yeah, yeah it's pretty impressive when he's not in the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've not watched any of it, um, but <clears throat> I think that it's interesting, like, the I don't know, the West Ham game that, that was on the weekend, was it West Ham on Sunday? Yeah. Whenever Liverpool played West Ham away? Um, like, Sal, it was, it was like, I, I'm historically... Like I never have really been the biggest fan of Mo Salah. Um, Avery, I just think that he's an absolute goal machine, which you know obviously is a really good thing. I just don't think that he, his 
all round play on the ball, even on the ball is that great. Yeah. Um, oh, but like the, are you, are you what leads Everton or Liverpool Brighton? Corey. Which one, Corey? Oh, sorry, uh, Liverpool. I was watching the Leeds and then. Yeah, I'm just finishing it off. Back after the second half. Yeah. Everyone knows but the like, more exciting which... game is the Everton game. It, it, yeah, it, it is more exciting. Win. You're not wrong. But Salah, um, I, yeah, I don't think. But, but, but um, Johnny, what we what we got coming up this week then? What's on the what's the plan? Go on. So down for me, MC. So here's the thing, and are we talking about what I what we're, what we're going to talk about this week? Is that is that what we're going yeah, over? Cool. So yeah. the MLS is having a might have a player lockout, uh, and this Why? often happens when leagues are young and they hit a certain point where the league isn't paying what they what the players think they should be paying which i think is a fair is a fair thing for certain, some players but it's like you sign the contract it, it's a whole thing uh, but basically there's this and I, ha- I could have this wrong for people listening so just keep that in mind but basically there is a a deal they had um with the mls for four years but because of covid the mls players want to extend the deal two more years and the players you know association or whatever is like you know no we're not going to do that like that wasn't the deal the deal was like five years we're not going to extend it two years because of covid and if yeah what does the deal do i think the deal extending the deal i think the deal protects it protects the players in some way i forget i honestly forget what what the details of it were but um, it protects right. the. Good pl- thing we're not a new sports program. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the first thing we said. But, um, yeah. But basically, like, it, it protects the players. It's made to protect the players, uh, or help them get more money, or protect them from. I think it's like something if they're being released. Some bullshit. I forget. But anyways, point is, all the players want it, and the MLS ain't wanting to deliver past the time frame. I know nothing about this deal, and I have even more questions. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. MLS. So, so is that lockout. literally the only thing? It's, is, is, that the, is that the only thing money? that's happened in MLS so far? Like, well, is, is that like is that like what MLS? <laughs> what, the only news in MLS. Right as now? far as the Galaxy go, <laughs> we haven't made any like any moves. Like really, I mean, we've got Jonathan Bond. I talked about that a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. We had a defender. We, it's already we already know. But the funny thing is, and, and I just want to say this about the fans is for some reason, some excuse my French fucking reason. Like, we gave away Christian Pavone. We talk about him every day. Why? He's gone. Christian Pavone is gone. They're still talking about him. And you know what the Galaxy did? So the Galaxy, again, didn't make any big signings during um, the, you know, the, the window. Um, literally, the LA Galaxy. So yeah. Boca Juniors was like, hey, guys, we want $20 million for Pavone. Like, that's it. <clears throat> okay? And the Galaxy, their, their, their last offer that they made... What? Wait, 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 wait. Twenty million? They, as in for a for a left back in the MLS. No, 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 no. He's a he's not a defender. He's a winger. He's a he's a left winger. He's a winger. Even still, twenty yeah. million. Yeah. That would be like, like record breaking. Well, here, actually, what's what's the, like the, the MLS transfer record? I think Con- the Conzo, you'll know this. That's a great question. Well, because, well, they even have a player cap, so it's not like they, they can bring in big money players. Yeah. Ever. So it's like I don't get. I think what Conzo, what what would it was you the top of your head, Conzo? Because Corey, you'll you'll realize that Conzo knows this shit like the back of his hand. What the... What's the what's the the MLS transfer record that you would think it would be? What would I think it would be? It's low. It's um oh, who was it? it was like Josie Altador or something. I think was it. What? Was it? 
I no think way. so. That's someone because obviously the, the main players they get are ones coming to the end of their careers who are just signing they're free contracts. Yeah. yeah, and they do a lot of trades still, like Inter Miami. They're still doing a lot of trades. Like they got in a whole load of players before the season would start, and yeah. they're still trading them all, so they're not spending money. Okay, but yeah, I think I think it is quite low. According to MLS Multi Complex, oh, this is fucking stupid. They these idiots. Nothing. Keep going. Jose uh, Josie Altador is on that list though, but they're not being. He's number one. They're not being specific the way they need to be. Um, the the closest number one the yeah it's Josie Altador because he's on it twice because of the I guess See, trades that they made. How the hell? How do you? How do you, like? How does that? I he would have been last name that I probably would have thought of. I would have said like I don't know Jermaine Defoe. I know he's probably free, but or like Seb Giovinco, like or you know even if it's been yeah. Diego. What we call the the winger that plays for uh uh LAFC Diego something. Uh, Larry. Not Valeri, that's fucking, that's Portland. No, no, oh, no. my God. Diego Rossi. Diego Rossi, dude, he's class on FIFA. And, <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, Joseph Martinez as well. Pitti oh, yeah. Martinez. Yeah. That Atlanta team here, unbelievable. And for some reason, Joseph Martinez always gets signed to Chelsea on FIFA. I don't know if you guys have that too <laughs> in career modes, but it should have well, mine. Well, what's but, nuts is... Yeah, so, Sorry. What I was going to say was, is like, when, when we signed Chicha, they were like, yeah, dude, the Galaxy signed Chicharito to one of the most, like, expensive, like, MLS. Because every list I'm finding is, like, T- MLS teams selling players, not buying them. Yeah. And um, I know that before. Um, yeah. Um, the highest I see is $24 million. Yeah, uh, Miguel Absolute. Almiron. I might be wrong. Oh, Almiron. Yeah, no, Almiron. Yeah, yeah I think Almiron. Almiron. Yeah. And then Amazing. the next second is Gonzalo Martinez at 14. Is that Pity Martinez, Corey? Is that whatever people call him? Do they, is it Pity or is it Gonzalo? Is that the same person? Uh, I don't know. I see a Gonzalo. Yeah. Gonzalo, yeah. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta United. Yeah, it, it will be in. Because he had that team, you had Miguel Almiron, Pity Martinez, and Joseph Martinez. I think Pity Martinez, his actual name is Gonzalo. I yeah. could be really wrong, but like he he's he's so good as well. I know for a while the LA Galaxy held um the most expensive transfer and it was Giovanni dos Santos and he didn't do shit for us. You know? Yeah, it's because did he only sign because of his brother? No, no, no. So here's what uh, happened. No, he was there way before Jonathan yeah. was he? Yeah, he was there two yeah, years there before Jonathan. Like four or five years. And and, and here's the fu- they, did they both come through the Barcelona Academy though? Yeah. Jonathan and Giovanni. Yeah. yeah. Did did yeah. Um, and but then he, we signed Giovanni. But, but, did you? Did, hey, Santos did he play for Spurs? Yeah. Did you guys like did him you over there? Did he sign from the Barcelona Academy? Yeah. We signed him that I same know. season that was sold, like Berbatov and Kane Defoe. Because I still remember, I got. I think I got him oh my on God. my shirt. A blue one. Oh my God, Konzu. Oh, and Brighton just score. Yep, I just turned it over. <laughs> I just turned it over as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love, and I, the other thing is, people will listen back to this and we'll be like, because like, obviously we did the one the last week's during the Burnley game or like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And obviously I was having the time of my life. And currently I'm having the time of my life. But <laughs> 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 so, no one's going to give a shit whenever they're listening back. <laughs> and then probably end up being like two on the Liverpool anyway. Oh but I apologize for yeah. the interjection. No, no, no. I, I, I just turned it over too because Everton uh, just won. But um, no, was Jonathan Dos Santos was great. Here's a funny thing. If you guys want to hear something really funny, was that yeah. so the Galaxy, they were wanting to like 
alter Giovanni's contract or like get rid of it or they were figuring out a way to get rid of it. And Jonathan Dos Santos took it because we all love Jonathan Dos Santos. We freaking love him. We hate Gio. So um, literally, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos goes to Twitter and goes to social media, like defending his brother. And he's like, you know, yeah, this is BS. Like, I, I you know, we're, we're a team with this and we're family and blah, 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 blah. And then I forgot what the story to it was, but someone put, you know, Jonathan, like on Twitter, they were like, you know, if Gio stays, then you're not going to be a DP which means you're going to get less money. But if Gio leaves, then you're going to be the new DP and you're going to get more money. And then uh, after that, he, he, he started posting. Wait, like, what do you mean? What does DP mean? Sorry. So in the MLS, you get three DP players, which means you can pay them like or make certain deals that are outside of like the MLS like borderlines. So for Zlatan, for example, he was okay. a DP player and we were, we were able to pay a little bit more for him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. basically... Jonathan Dos Santos wasn't making a certain amount of money because he wasn't a DP when we first signed him, but but Gio was. So then when Gio left, we made Jonathan the DP. So Jonathan changed his tune on it real quick when he was like, oh, wait a sec. Yeah, I'll be a DP player. But we love him. I love Jonathan Dos Santos. He's, he's the man, dude. Oh, my gosh. And There's a bit, bit of a running thing, but Gio Dos Santos in FIFA 09 was on unbelievable like really? he gets up to like 93 overall dude he was so good him and him and bojan do you remember bojan who played for barca and stoke and that's like, hilarious that's is so he in the mls night as well bojan is he who's he played for yeah uh not the white caps who's the, the other yeah oh, uh, i can't remember they're playing blue and black oh um canadian blue and black oh 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 montreal expos yeah. Not Expos, that's the Montreal. fucking baseball. Yeah. That's yeah. baseball. Yeah, the baseball yeah. They changed Montreal, their t- yeah. they changed their name. I think it's Mo- yeah, Montreal. Yeah, decided to play baseball for a bit. But but no, they changed their club name. It's Montreal de yeah. Football it's or something. It's impact. Isn't it's still. Impact. I thought they changed the name. Oh, did they? Maybe they did. They might have rebranded. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they did. Yeah, because like, it's called Montreal Impact. But let me see. <laughs> Yeah, they called themselves yeah, Club Montreal. de Football Montreal. Was that Drogba's team? Was, was Montreal Impact Drogba's team, wasn't it? I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Was yeah. yeah. Team. And then he moved to like yeah, a, yeah. a second division to the team as well, like the Phoenix. Phoenix Rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> really Phoenix weird. Rising. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it sounds like a, a college team. Basically. He does, yeah. <laughs> he gets enrolled. <laughs> <laughs> he went back to get his degree. Oh, I got, yeah, I got, I got, I got AP bio next, guys. I can't, I can't make practice. It's like, oh shit. Well, hey, <laughs> you, focus on school sitting, first, of course. You got to then you sit in class and just like you drug with stuff beside you. It's like he just scored the winning goal in the Champions League final. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Jesse, Jesse Lingard scored for West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> or did Lingard oh, no. move? We haven't even talked about yeah. any of the movement. Oh yeah, well there's. I was actually yeah. We should. So, so I'm I'm is, off is of my. Is Phillips M- in the Liverpool game? Is he the new guy? Like, no, 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 he's he's from the academy. So they signed two new guys. Guy, guy called right. um, is it Ozan Kabak Konzo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then again another guy called Ben Davis. Now Kabak, I always thought was good from FIFA. <laughs> he, you can't he, keep basing player ability on <laughs> no, people. Here, I'm sorry, Joseph Martinez. I know from real life is unbelievable. Yeah. Football, football manager, a couple of times. Football, football manager, manager, maybe, but not really. Too. More so than FIFA. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Football I'm manager goes in the more depth. Legit used as like legit scouting just because of all the. Oh yeah, yeah. All the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the stats that surprise me. 
low yeah. league clubs yeah. use football manager to scout players because they can't afford to actually use proper scouts. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't they couldn't go and travel and see yeah, any, like, any of them could yeah, they? they yeah Peterborough couldn't afford well not Peterborough it's probably bad Wrexham couldn't afford yeah. to send somebody over to America to watch them so we'll just load up football manager and have a look through the MLS by the way <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and um, who was the other guy that, that, that bought Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds Rob McElhenney yeah Rob did you guys hear this over there was this a big story in, in the States no no so way. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney, um, they bought Wrexham Football Club. So Wrexham's a small city, a small town, not a city in the slightest, mm-hmm. in, in like North Wales, um, with like one like a properly old football team. And they just bought it. To put it into context, it would be like Roy McElroy and Jimmy Dornan coming over and buying like that's LAFC fucking... or something. Yeah, that's hilarious. Did he drop with Montreal right? Montreal right. Oh, yeah, Phoenix Rising, yeah. Montreal. I mean, I see a lot of stars. I mean, I think that's, that's so awesome. There's this YouTuber that actually invested into Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon. They, they, he invested yeah. just to have his name on the shorts in FIFA because he loves FIFA. And he's like, I want to sponsor them. So next year, my name has to be on their shorts. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like they literally have nothing to do with the club except for, how they appear on FIFA. Yeah, well, then he also, it's funny because on the stands, uh, he made, like, they, he put so much money to, to a point where they put his name on, like, the, like, the stands. And he wanted Seriously. that. Yeah, like, he, 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 because he was a big fan of them because he kind of did what I did in FIFA where he would make career modes on the worst teams. And he, he did it with AFC Wimbledon yeah. when they finally were in FIFA. And then after, like, a, after playing that for, like, a year, he got so obsessed with them to where he was like, all right. And he just poured money into them. Yeah, you know, so. No, I love that. I do too. I mean, literally, like take it, like take it, like the the FIFA concept, playing with the worst team in League Two, and just doing it in real life. It's great. <laughs> exactly. No, so it's like, all right, oh, guys, we're not God. the worst team. I don't care what FIFA says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why our club? Because you're the worst. <laughs> so, so like, so I, I wanted to, Corey, you made a really good point, mate, about around um, like transfers. And one of the things I wanted to ask um, Conzo the other day was, what's your favorite deadline day? No, actually, no, because deadline day, it's difficult to say whether a transfer is deadline day or not. But what is your favorite transfer your club's ever made? My favorite transfer? Yeah, go on, you, Conzo, you um, go first. I'm gonna, I want to ask all three of you guys, but Conzo, you go first. Um, well, probably Van der Vaart back in 2010. Rafa Van yeah. Bro, he was so good. Like he was such an underrated Premier League player as well. I think, like yeah. his left foot man, I, like he was again FIFA dream. But <laughs> but in general, he was just such an unreal footballer. So that's, that's a great show. Um, JB, what was yours? Easy. Uh, I mean, obviously, Forever. the best one ever had to be David Beckham because of everything he's done for right. us. Right. You go Galaxy, yeah. But, but. Um, I would definitely say Zlatan because the every, oh shit sorry I almost scored I would say Zlatan yeah. only because um, everything that came with it man the second that signing was made everyone was flip, freaking the fuck out like everyone was just like okay what expectation is he gonna set like what is he gonna do in his first game and then his first game he 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 scores two goals in like the last ten minutes and be and, Bro, and wins it was us the game trick, remember no it was it was a hat trick was that was that no. Was his debut? 
His debut is two. Was his? Was it his? I thought his debut was against, was the hat trick against LA. No, so it wasn't a hat trick. It was so Sebastian legit oh, okay. scored, and then I believe I don't think it was Kitchen. Oh, Chris Pontius scored, like and Zlatan scored twice. Yeah, from like the halfway line. Yeah, what was from halfway? Line? The other one was, was a, a header. No, the, he did score a hat trick against LAFC, oh. which uh, I think Corey might have even been there. Okay. Yeah, Corey was there. Corey was there, present for as well. Johnny was there as well. Uh, and it was amazing. That was one of the, that was one of the greatest days of my life. The hat trick day was one of the greatest days of my life. But uh, yeah, so that obviously but you, but you, you weren't you weren't there for the, his um his debut, were you? The, no, I couldn't get tickets. Morning. I couldn't. I, I almost and I lived in Hemet at the time, so I didn't want to drive three hours to like maybe not get into a game. Yeah. So I was like, frick. But I cried. I bawled my eyes out at home. That was like the most <laughs> insane sports moment I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. my god, I hate LAFC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Corey, man, what's what's yours then? Um, recent years, we've had a guy named Forestieri, and he's 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 left since, but he was he was pretty good for us when we had our our run to try and get promoted. Yeah, um, Forestieri. Um, who did Forestieri? Did Forestieri? Forestieri he's at Illinois, isn't he, Conzer? I know he's left. No, no, not that's, that's you're thinking of the goalkeeper, the one that was on the top. Yeah, uh, Forestieri. I think he may have went back there. No, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Anthony Knockhart. Well, yeah, sure. He's no, he's on either. He's on Is he not? No, he's on the Forest. Ah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, but um, Forest Gary's yeah, a great show. I always remember yeah. him, the Corey from. So everybody's seen the the, the Troy Deeney scoring in the last minute. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that. He's yeah. part of that. Yeah. He's part of that highlight. Forest the area missed the penalty <laughs> that led to the Deeney going and scoring. Yeah. Goal. No. Bit, yeah. No, 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 Knockhart missed it. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Knockhart missed it, and Forestieri set it up. That's what it was. Forestieri, even then, Dini, yeah, yeah, part of that. Also, another guy, even who I would watch as a kid whenever I go over. They call him JJ. I just remember this like, like lady that would just always be screaming next to me, and she was just go on JJ, go on. Every time we get the ball, she'd be running down the sideline. So that was the highlight for me as well. So Jermaine Johnson's gonna be up there. Oh, one yeah. of the best things that happened to Sheffield Wednesday as well was Forest Area leaving because it just meant Adam Reach became like the main player for them and he just scores bangers near enough every week. Uh, no. We haven't been doing too well as of late. No, not, not Reach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do I do love Reach as well. He's got like this tall, lanky kind of body and he just fucking. He's, he cross, I mean, because all we've been doing is the whole 4 4 2 cross it into the middle box to the two big guys and he's a great crosser, so he's always in highlights mm. now. Yeah, I also like Reach. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, what about you? Well. <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic, duh. Or Tony Van Der Beek. Hey, no, no um, <laughs> I wish it was Donny, Donny Van Der Beek. Donny Van Der Bench. <laughs> um, no, I mine would be... See, I, I mean... Yeah, it's got to be Bruno. You I love mean, him so much. <laughs> No, dude, dude, I love him so much. My favorite, my favorite, my absolute favorite transfer in like football history is probably, probably um, a mixture of Cristiano Ronaldo, the twelve million, of course, because you know. Oh, he's a chance. He, oh. Oh no, it was it was a free kick against um the defender man. Um, so Ronaldo was obviously twelve million, then he went and won the Ballon d'Or. Like that's never happened. Um, but equally, I actually think that for a a transfer that I really love. And hate at the same time is Rubinho going to City? Mm. 
because before so like in 2000 like around 2005 three to 2009 that was like the peak for premier league for me but since but, but there was always a massive thing that no player had ever been like 30 million so like the premier league record like like Rio Ferdinand, Wayne Rooney were like 25, Rio Ferdinand was 29, obviously probably rose up about, about above 30. But the but Rubinio's transfer kick-started this whole idea that 32 um, probably isn't that much. And then the next summer, Ronaldo, um, you had Kaka was 56, and Ronaldo was 80, which happened in the space of like three weeks. Which, by the way, considering that... Um, Liverpool signed, I mean, Barcelona signed Philippe Coutinho for 120 million. How the hell did yeah. Real Madrid get away with paying 80 million for Cristiano Ronaldo? By the way, how United got absolutely shafted there. But I always think that's a really, that's that's one I always really enjoy looking back on is Rubinho signing for City just because I think that. it kind of set it, you know. Yeah, they bought him for 80 million and they still sold him to Juventus for 100 million. Madrid did. Yeah. Madrid did. Did, yeah. did he go for 50? No, it was. Oh no, you're right. It was 100. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. It was because he because they were like still he's still worth 100 goals and like yeah. 35 goals a season. Yeah, 10 um, years, 400 no, goals, copious trophies, yeah. the trophies, and they still make 20 million profit on them. Well, and this is something another topic of of debate for this week. So, <laughs> Conzo, you know that I, you know, I feel like you become an awful lot more impartial whenever Sam and Sam and I discuss Ronaldo and Messi, but. <laughs> You know, obviously, and I, I don't want—I don't want to start having. I think we have to have a full podcast on Ronaldo versus Messi because, and I don't even think it's necessary because you know, they're the two greatest players of all time. I think we can just agree on that. Yeah. Whatever your preference is, it's your preference. But what I will say is that I think that Ronaldo. Oh fuck off! I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but my uh, so I don't know if you guys have seen obviously what's broken around the Messi headlines this week. Have, has there been a thing in California? Yeah, yeah well, with the I contract. Mean, Messi, Messi's so. contract. Yeah. So obviously we we were talking about the con- like big sporting contracts, you know, over the past few weeks as well. Talking about Rob, like Tom Brady's, LeBron James, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi has hell has taken Barcelona, in my opinion, has t- has taken Barcelona and it's almost I think squeezed every penny out of them because he's wanted out of that club every summer probably for the past three or four years yeah. we just haven't been told about it until last summer and he's left in the position where Barcelona now have 800 million euros worth of debt they still haven't paid off Coutinho they won't have paid off Dembele and Griezmann and they're still and they're still paying Lionel Messi like 150 million euro just to sign his contract yeah. and the, to show loyalty to the club Whereas Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, fair enough, he always wanted to go to Madrid, but he want, he equally decided to stay at United for another season and probably would have left the season before we before we won the Champions League. Became an absolute United like United legend, Premier League legend. Went to Madrid, did everything he did. Went has now gone to you know whenever he was seen as surplus to requirements, asked you I want to leave. I think I've done all I can. Um, didn't. You know, force. I mean, force. Not force. Messi's not forced Barcelona to give him another contract, but you know what I mean. Ronaldo. Ronaldo never, never screamed. I want hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds and or euros to stay at Real Madrid or to or Real Madrid never threw it at him. And then with the expectation that he would sign, I always think there was a bit of a mutual respect between Madrid and Ronaldo for him to go to Juventus. Yeah. So like for me, obviously I still think that for pure talent, Lionel Messi is still the best of all time. 
from a goal scoring footballing perspective, from a team perspective, Ronaldo's number one. But I seriously think that Lionel Messi's legacy has been tinted massively because of that contract leak. Yeah. Um, well, here's my my only thing is this: is that it take it takes two to tango. Like I feel like it's like we can all be like, oh, you know, Messi doing X Y Z with this contract. It's like it's whatever. But it's like you also have to understand like Barcelona's probably super pushy about the situation and. You know, Messi, like, if they're going to give it to him, Messi's probably like, well, fuck, okay, I guess I'll take it, you know? Like, I feel like they're not giving him much of a of a chance. Like, I, I, I this more falls on what Barcelona's willing to do to Bro, themselves. Jay, to... He, 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 he wants to leave every single season, and he's yeah. wanted to leave since Neymar left. I, know, I, so I think sad. that. <laughs> he looks so sad all the time. Oh, you're right. You're right, and I, I think he does want to leave. But what I'm, but, but I think that Bar, and that's that. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think Barcelona, like, knows that they're gonna have this identity crisis if, like, Messi leaves because Messi's always been the guy, and he's always been the like. Is, like, it, not ha- is it not happening right now? Is yeah, that not what's is the identity? That's what's happening. No, no, it's exactly. But they, like but they, but they, but and, and 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 it is, but. They're still not letting go of it because they know that if they, if they, which I think if they get rid of Messi, it's a, it's a period for them to move on and for Messi to move on. Like it's like the kind of thing where it's like you're not going to do anything unless you, you know, put yourself in this terrible situation for a second and then move on. I think Messi's holding them down, and I think that they're holding Messi down, and they don't know that. Like both parties are kind of fucked up with it because I think that they're offering so much money to where Messi's like, whatever, I'll stay, and you know. Then Messi, like for for Messi's sake, you know, and then but for, for for their sake, if they get rid of Messi, it's like a, okay, now let's fully rebuild this team. We don't have any of these guys anymore. Let's just let's just rebuild. This is where we have to rebuild. Because yeah. sorry, you get I, my point. I think it's just poor. It's got to be poor management on on Barcelona, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be just like the the people at the top don't quite seem to be able to just cut stuff loose. But also the fans in Spain are ruthless yeah if, they, if they're just like yeah we're getting rid of Messi, they might just murder people like it's, well, it's dude like did you not see whenever the whole, whenever the story broke last summer there were fans outside of the new camp and the thing is if you don't like with the new camp it's like a massive gated like the stadium's in the middle you have like a fan area in between like the entrances and then the entrance like the actual entrances themselves are all like gated off so they would have had to close the gates but there were loads and loads of fans around the gated area so um, so yeah, you're right. They 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 did kick off whenever the story broke. But that's the thing is they could just let Messi leave because yeah, I don't think Messi's point. gonna make it a big thing if if Messi decide like if they're like, hey, dude, like we're not gonna give you a pay increase, you can leave. I bet Messi wouldn't come out and be like they were rude and did X Y Z. Like I bet he would just be like, okay, I'll dip then. Like finally, I can get out of here. You know, like I think it would be mutual if they just left it at that. You know, they're not gonna give Messi any more money and Messi wanted to part anyways and then spend all that extra money on like Dude, they don't need to give him any more money did, know, did you see heck? that it's like, like 100 150 million, million just to say you like barcelona is it 150 <laughs> yeah but barcelona, no it was i think the contract sorry no, 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 barcelona have done it all wrong like messi didn't want Neymar to leave all those years ago and they wouldn't give Neymar any more money yeah he he basically mm-hmm. said i want to get out of barcelona because i essentially wanted to be out of messi's shadow so he left to go to PSG, and he, he could have stayed at Barca if they offered him more money. I think that's it was you know sort of one foot out the door, looking back in, thinking right if you give me what Messi's on, I'll stay. Yeah. And they didn't do it, 
and then in the summer there they get they let Suarez go for free to yeah. Atletico. So the and biggest that, rival. That was, that was like the final name. That was the final nail in the coffin for Messi because, as you said, it, I don't think he he wanted to leave Barca over the last couple of years. I think he's been unhappy with them for years now for their activity in the transfer market. They haven't, yeah, they haven't rebuilt. They haven't brought in any marquee signings, and they've got rid of their best players. Yeah, the club is just deteriorating now, and that that he's just he's sick of it. But well, I, yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate a bit um, when I say that it's tainted his legacy. I just don't think that. I think I looked at the obviously the story broke with the debt, and I looked at his contract and I thought, I mean, if Barcelona, there's there's probably a real benefit for Barcelona to get rid of him. So from a management perspective, for all the hundreds of millions of pounds of debt that they're in, um, they, sorry, Liverpool and scored there. If if they actually got rid of Messi, it probably would be to the benefit of um of Barcelona, and then obviously to Messi because you know he probably. Probably he's been there since what he's like ten years old. Yeah, and he's thirty five. Mm-hmm. Like he's he is he is a one club legend, and if he wanted to, he would he probably would be able to leave with open arms. But, um, like they would all be very happy to do so because Barcelona get all that money back, save all that money on the wages, probably clear off their debt and like an awful lot less time if he was to stay for the next two seasons, and then Messi gets to go and you know prove people wrong that he is actually is able to and capable to play in a um in another team. Um, like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but who like, would he go to? That's the question. Where would he go? Probably City. Yeah, there's only a handful of clubs that could afford him. Or Los Angeles yeah. Galaxy. And that that contract. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think he's going to take a pay cut? He'd have to, right? Five hundred million pounds a year. There's neck. only like <laughs> who's so going to pay that? Teams that could actually, yeah, pay that. Like City are one, obviously, because of all that oil money. But like PSG. Yeah, I can't imagine. Imagine going yeah. to Juventus. How cool would that be? Oh, I'd pay, I, dude, <laughs> that'd be amazing. That would be the dream, wouldn't that it? Would That's be the serious. Like, thing. yeah, I mean, if he was, I, you can imagine if you end up going back to Paris and having another another season, like a, a front three of of um, Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. Oh God! Like, and and um, oh, God. He's, and like I looked at the if you look at the uh, the out of contract eleven, and Di Maria hasn't signed a new contract, so there is a gap there for for a winger for that Paris team. I you, don't really you know obviously everything. Messi, do you? No, exactly. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it, it's it's even more of an incentive for them to bring in a player in that position. But Absolutely. but no, I, I mean, I think that with with that, I, I do think he'll leave. I think that you know the the whole the combination of stories of Bar- of his contract and Barcelona's debt means that it's. I feel like it's inevitable now. Yeah. It's sad because you know, like I, one thing that I always find really like we um. If you talk about generations of, of footballers, um, and I'm going off a massive tangent here, I'm sorry, but it's, it's like if you look at generations of the footballers that we've grown up with, Messi and Ronaldo were around 2004, 2005, each of them, they're both like coming to the end. And boys, yeah. we were like what nine and eight years old across then, yeah. and now we're like in our mid twenties. How old are we that this is this is this is what's happening? <laughs> that the two greatest players that we grew up with are now going to be retiring in the space of. Maybe not retiring, but certainly not at the peak of those. Well, I think it's. I think I, I'd be lying to you if I said that none of us like cherished it, because I think we've all like we've 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 been properly pumped up, you know, every single time that they met, you know. So I I, I think that we we've done all right with it, 
you know, and, and that's all you can really say is just go back on and say, did I, did I appreciate the time I had like seeing these guys play each other? And I think we all did, you know, cause that's all we would talk about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, just to, just to, yeah, as a closing, right, yeah. as a closing thing to like my thing with Messi <clears throat> is that it's a bad romance between them two. It's a toxic relationship. They're both good people. Barcelona's good people. Messi's good people, but they're just not good together. I felt like that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> no, but good good summary, mate. Well, do you know what? Um, because it's I absolutely cannot believe we've been sitting here talking for as long as we have, and I haven't, you know, we haven't brought up that the the record goal tally in Premier League history happened last night. And like Equal. No, sorry, it's not. Equal. Equal. It was an equal the win and sorry, Conte, <laughs> yeah. and obviously the, the tally. You're not getting away the, with that one yet. The, the, the tally, the tally was obviously Portsmouth Reading in 2007. But yeah, but you guys scored nine goals. The, dude, the greatest, the greatest performance against the toughest team in Premier League history. What? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how did they? No one saw that coming. <laughs> oh my god. So we. So okay, right. So this is sort of like another topic discussion. Like obviously we won nine nil. Um, and, and like obviously, Conte, you so you've seen the results and you've seen the highlights, whatever. Um, Corey, JB, have you guys seen like the the, the highlights of? No, I saw game? the game. Yeah, it was. You watched watch the game. I saw us with the highlights. Yeah. Just okay, I saw the so, red card. That was crazy. So this is what I was going to come on to. Like so. The, all the commentators, etc., and all the the coverage after the game was all very much about VAR. And I was sitting there, like, obviously, you know, they have to do it. It's a big topic of discussion. But I, I'm i going to play probably devil's advocate again because I know the three of you aren't going to agree with me. I actually thought that VAR got everything right. No, definitely not. <laughs> with, like, the Absolutely not. Or the, the second one. There were two. Uh, no, so okay, so like you got three. Well, there's three decisions, um, probably in the game. You had um, Cavani's penalty. Well, penalty, I think that was correct. I think it was outside the box. I okay. think the contact, like, fair enough, his toe was on the box, but I think the contact was outside. Sure. Um, the uh, then you had the Martial red card, uh, the, the Martial penalty, the fact that he gave the foul, and then you had the fact that he gave um, a red card. So, there's the three incidents, aren't they? And I think that there's, you know, probably it's really soft, but I think there's contact. And I think considering some of the stuff that we've seen in the league in the past, there's more contact and more of a case for that to be a penalty than most other things. And then it, then this is the thing that people say it's a really soft red card. And that's what they're saying on, on TV. But if he's the last man by the rule, that he's not trying to win the ball. And if he's deemed to impede the striker, who's going to score the goal. Then it's a red card. So yeah. I don't think that and, and so like the only debatable one of those three, and I don't know if you guys agree, is whether or not it was a penalty. And I probably am fifty fifty on that one. And I would probably edge towards it being a penalty because I'm biased. Well, don't they cause like so they so they didn't give a penalty. So it's it's so yeah, they I, I gave think it initially, right? Mike Dean, no, so Mike they, Dean they gave, gave the Dean, Mike Dean gave the Cavani one initially. So JB, there's two penalties: okay. the Cavani one, and then there's the Martial one. I mean the Martial one. It was given initially, wasn't it? Mm. Or the, the Cavani one was given initially by Mike Dean. Then Barr said no, which was the correct that was the correct thing. So that's fine. You can draw a line under that. Doesn't yeah. matter. We were four 0 up anyway. And then 
but the other one, the Martial one, Martial goes past Bednarek, and Bednarek is deemed to have touched him, and I think that his knees hit his hit Martial's heel. It, it was it was contact. It was as much contact as my shirt rests on my body. You know, it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. Which I yeah, if you're a striker and you feel that you're gonna go down, because I mean, if it looks if you look on the camera, you you're right. You see mm-hmm. contact, and he goes down. Um, I think it was funny that like the cameras caught after he was like walking off. He's the guy is just like Martial even said it wasn't a penalty, but he's just already halfway down the tunnel. <laughs> he's already halfway down the tunnel. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, sorry, dude. Yeah, I mean that that yeah, that was always gonna happen. But but, but, um, but that's my thing. If he touched him, like I know it sucks, but it's like kind of like that. It's like yeah, you know, it, it might it might be super light, but he still but did it. It was just brutal to have a red card. Yeah, I mean yeah. Arsenal also got what's his name? Sent? Dude, that but that's what I'm saying. That was also Red Card. Reason. It was also it was also the last man. It was also last an man, accident, though, that's key. right? I guess because I mean you don't really know for sure, but it definitely looked like an accident. Yeah. Kind of tried to get yeah. out of the way, but he was the last man and he was about to score. So you're right, brother. Letter of the yeah. law. Like if you'd taken him down and it was like a one v one and you were just strolling around and you just took him out from behind, you'd be like, absolutely, that's a red card. It's the last man he was about to score. Yeah, yeah. but this. Yeah, so I mean, I'd say though it's like so, look so at Corey, it. Corey, super so you, brutal. You, but... you, agree, you agree? You agree with me, though, bro? I uh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes. So I, was, yeah. I would be so upset if it was called on me. I'd call yeah. Marshall every name in the book for going down like that. But yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's that's what a striker does instinctively if he gets contact like that in the back, and that's why mm. they say don't 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 you know you can't touch him. Well, so, yeah, and that's I, the thing yeah, is. It's like when you have a penalty, try to cut you off, Corey. But when you have a penalty like that, I always say like, like write it down. Don't give me context. Write down the situation for me. Last man makes contact. Like everything on that list to me says it does. It says checks the boxes inside the box. Yeah, it it tells me like it does. It it writes red card for me a little bit. You know, it's just so brutal. It was was and and it could have been, but it's like on a technical. That was their second one too. I was like, all right, well. On a technical yeah. like, more, right? And then they went and scored. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just hard, but technically, so, so I feel like that's correct. So, Conzo, Johnny, and Corey agree with me. Go on, tell me why you don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I, I was going to make the point of the William Jose and David Luiz. Yeah, but, situation well, that, but so, so talk about that one then. There's not enough in them for me for them to be a foul. There's minimal, minimal contact that when VAR are looking at it they should be able to tell that's not enough to make you go down. They should be able to see he's clipped him and then Martial and William Jose have thrown themselves forward. The actual contact has not caused them to go off balance. It's not caused them to do anything that would stop them from actually scoring. A bar, yeah. them stopping themselves and letting the ball go to play and then the referee giving the penalty and the red card. And it also brings into question that double jeopardy rule that they seem to enforce for two years, where yeah. if you're given the penalty, you can't give the red card. Oh yeah, you can't but, but but you, you can't give a red card if he, if he if he looks like he's going to go and win the ball. So, but yeah. in both of those instances, they don't look like they're trying to win the ball. But the the issue with that aspect of the rule is they're not even trying to tackle the man, are they? They're both going like that and putting their arms up, and that. You know that's where there's a flaw in that rule because, you know, it doesn't look like they're trying to win the ball, but they're not trying to make a foul either. So that's where VAR could probably step in and say, "Look, common sense here. These guys aren't trying to win the ball. It's a foul. 
but probably isn't a red card a booking at most. Yeah, maybe they need to yeah, revisit but... the rules and just kind of tweak it because you're you're right. Like it's definitely not enough contact to go down, but they're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. So like you could, yeah. it's probably not, not, easier yeah. in the moment, like w- without VAR, to say yeah that wasn't enough. Whereas if you look at it in a camera lens, frame by frame, it's 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 even tougher to go. Yeah, that wasn't enough. Oh, I guess yeah, man, it's so tough. It's so tough. Mm. <laughs> it's tough. There's, yeah. there's so many touchy subjects around that as well. With how, what do they determine is a goal scoring opportunity? Because surely that then becomes circumstantial. That you could then say that ball dropping and that's Harry Maguire going forward and gets clipped and goes down. He's less likely to score yeah. than what Martial would. So that it, mm. they just they have this idea of a goal scoring opportunity you know there's no difference between a foul on the halfway line and the foul, a foul on the edge of the box it, because you you could you could score from a breakaway on the halfway line and you're only going to get booked but further up the pitch yeah. well i get what you're saying too off. i do get what you're saying i think in my head it's just like anything anything that like taps you or touches you could throw you off. and i know that's like and maybe this is just me playing devil's advocate because, you know, I, I've gotten stupid, like, fouls, too. But it's like, <laughs> I've even been fouled where I've been running and someone barely taps my foot. And then my whole, like, mental, like, stride is fucking gone. And, like, I'm like, well, I got fouled. There, and now, like, I'm off. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could still throw someone off. That's why I'm saying, like, when you take out the context, which context is always needed. But I'm just saying, like, if you tell me every bit that happened, like, like, li- like on a list... And without telling me like this, like how like severe the touch was, I would still be like, yeah. I mean, like to me, that's a red card, you know. Like especially with it saying like they didn't even look like they were gonna win the ball. They were in the box. It was the last man. Like all of this stuff just is just like, you know, guilty. I would also yeah, say it's think- super. It's super rare that I've ever seen a referee see somebody go down on the box from like a clip from behind and have them just be like, no, that wasn't enough. I've, I've, I've probably never seen that ever happen, even though it definitely should, right? You should be able to be, just be like, yeah, that definitely wasn't enough to bring you down. You kind of, you kind of went down. But I've never seen a, I've, I've never seen a ref do that. They're also not allowed mm-hmm. to explain themselves, which kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. I hate that. I, yeah. I, w- I wish they would come out like some of the, some of yeah, the, like especially it, this week. Like, it like I will. Why did you call that? Well, it just didn't look like a foul to me. He, it, that wasn't yeah. enough to Dude. go down. You could tell in the VAR that it was, uh, he was kind of looking for it going down a little early. Like that would be cool if I could see a ref do that post game, but the and, yeah. Is, they yeah, should. Yeah. Dude, an MMA of a ref fucks up. They interviewed the ref. After the fight with the fighters in the octagon, yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, cool. they'll be like, yeah, you really <laughs> fucked up on that calling. Like, what are you thinking about this?" And then all the fans are booing him, and he's like, "I'm sorry." Like, they totally like throw these refs in like the spotlight. They could totally do that in soccer, like in football. Yeah. Easy. It's just because they 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 do they do come out of like, and you do the checkbox. Like Johnny, you do that checkbox, yeah. and you're right. It checked every box via the rules it should have been it so it's definitely a penalty and it's definitely a red card but if if he were allowed to after the game just be like yeah you could just kind of tell with the VAR he it was the softest of touches and he went down super easy so I can't I can't in good conscience give that as a penalty or a red card that would yeah. be perfect that everyone everyone would agree with that everyone would just be like yeah totally he kind of yeah to clarify it's not, it. there's, there's, there's looking for contact and then there's like going down easy and early and there's two different things. yeah like, yeah obviously you uh, you're always looking for contact, and that's fine. But there's also going down super easy over nothing, and that sucks. 
Yeah. I think that the, the, when I used to play, I used to get accused of being a diver all the time. Like Conzo, you know, I, <laughs> I absolutely, I used to one, one time, but we were playing five side once and somebody, somebody called me a diver and I flipped because I think that there's a very, and like, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to the Premier League standard or anything like that, but I will. Um, there used to be like, there's a very distinct type of footballer that is nimble and is like very shoulder, like shoulder led and not their legs. And therefore there's you new, know, any touch can put them down. And you wouldn't cut like, you know, a tiny touch to the eye, maybe that does that does go down like looks that looks against the idea of the physical contact. Um and as with, with your eye, you look at it and say, okay, maybe there the wasn't no wasn't enough contact, therefore he's dive. That's not actually the case with a lot of things. It's just that it looks at it and says, All right, they were touched actually whenever they're running full speed. He probably enough was enough there was enough there to put him down. That's why, like, whenever um, Daniel James was going down loads last season, the guy's like one of the oh, fastest no. footballers in the league. Oh, no, no, but Conzo, it is the wisdom. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he's rapid. Apples and, and oranges like, here, Chris. Apples and oranges. Oh, no, right, okay. You, you tell, <laughs> tell me, tell me what you think on that then. Well, before I go on to that, the one thing I was going to say about VAR, yeah. there is a really interesting video you can see on YouTube from the A League in Australia, where a referee in his final game is mic'd up, and you do get to yeah. hear everything he says and I don't think there's anything huge there's no huge controversial decisions that he has to make but there's so many little things where he, he books someone and he says number 10 I'm booking you and this is why and then they'll also you'll hear him talking to the VAR officials and they'll say right this is what we think go and have a look at it and he goes over to the monitor and looks at it and you can hear everything from it and that was a one-off but it was really really good because you, you just you heard everything and you yeah. weren't sitting like you are now whenever VAR stops the game for 10 minutes and you're sitting wondering what what are they looking at? Why are they looking at it? And what are they saying to each other? You could hear everything. It, it, it really, really good. I just that's think great, that... That's a great point because like in, in, in NFL, you hear you hear the what, the why, and the because. Like there's a flag on the penalty. There's a pull from the offense and you could, you could they explain themselves. So it makes, it makes, it makes more, way more yeah. sense. And if, if you go to like a guy in the box some like miles away that's in like a computer room I, I i need some more context i get it if there's a guy there physically because i'm physically there too we kind of see the Liverpool same lost yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, i need more of an explanation if you're going to a, some guy in a camera like i need to know like it's it's just so much easier to not say anything and it sucks well yeah, yeah. And, and and i remember so recently um the you know one of the last games of the season galaxy lost to lafc by a goal and i remember this because uh the, the ball went out on like the goal side like the goal line area and everyone stopped playing but one lafc player and because the, the ref never called it out so then we were like and then they came back and scored because none of the galaxy players were playing and they went to var and he was like talking in his thing and then he was like okay i'm not going to check it but the ball was like clearly out so I think my biggest thing about VAR, and I've said this multiple times on the show before, is we need to give coaches more power because I do feel like sometimes the ref can get it wrong. And there has been situations where someone suggested to look at it or suggested like, you know, like, like, oh, like first off, just go look at it. If you're stopping it anyways to go look at the play or if the play stopped anyways, just go look at it. If it's a big play like that, you have to. And then also give coaches the opportunity. Maybe may, like – 
try to figure something out, like a, a rule out to where if they get it wrong, or just give them one challenge per half. Oh, you think I the ball is out? I don't want to challenge in soccer. I want to challenge. Throw the red the red flag down, just like the old NFL. Colin, so what do you think of challenges? In, because obviously Corey, JB, and Bram and I have discussed this before. But what do what do you think of them? Do you think it would be a good thing or not? No, not not at all. Because it's <laughs> tackling is you know, a main part of the game in, in American football and the NFL. You just you see it everywhere. You would see you know, maybe a hundred more tackles in a game like that than you would in a in a Premier League game. And I think there'd just be far too much it had no scrutiny put onto it. Yeah. Where especially if you're only given three say you're only given three goes to throw a flag down. What if, you know, another three times after that there's a, a potential leg breaking challenge and you can't do just anything do about a it. Of light ones, have him throw the flag and then after that, after he's used all his three, just start hacking him down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, that, that, that's another thing. That, it also brings that aspect in where, you know, a player could say, oh, wait, he's already thrown three flags down, right? Yeah. You know, we, we don't need yeah. to hold back as much. No, I, just, I think it just brings up, brings in too much scrutiny to the game that's already overly scrutinized. Wait, well, and that's, it, it, it doesn't that's a really good point. That's managers are going to yell at the fourth official anyway. Well, he, yeah. 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 Well, that's what he's there for. So. Well, that's my thing is, <laughs> is I wouldn't want to ruin the flow of the game because I, I do. I get that that's like the key. But, I, but that's why I say like having just one because that's the thing is, is like it, most games don't even have a situation with VAR where it comes down to one thing. <laughs> So it's like all I'm saying is like is like when that rare situation does happen, at least the coaches felt like they got a fair, you know, side of the situation. That's my only because because you know I I feel like most of these coaches wouldn't use the the challenge option unless it was like a situation where it was like an obvious like whoa hold on what the fuck was that kind of thing like let's go back a second that was off you know uh, like but also like VAR is supposed to like be a supplement to the referees right it's only supposed to be like a just for those few things that really really matter like mm-hmm. a goal or um yeah like a, a super close offside that leads to a goal because like too much VAR that's nobody really wants a VAR to run the game they just yeah. kind of want the referees to get it fucking right so that's yeah. If you're using VAR for legit everything, it's kind of a. a but, but that's why I say only one, because then you're not. Because then you could say like, okay, the the ref fucked the, the fucked up again. He just threw the pooch. At least he could go back and look. That's this is my only thing, because it would it would fuck up the flow, and and I don't really have a response to that. But like in a situation like with the Galaxy had, where like the you know there's a crazy counterattack, he refused to look at the VAR. Uh, video that, and that was the worst a, one yeah ever dude, by the way that, that like tons of, i don't know if you've seen it the um it was the la derby last year and the ball goes out in the byline um as la galaxy are tackling are attacking and then but the but the, the line doesn't give it la fc break two passes later are scoring in the other uh, other box and the goal counted and they didn't give a corner <laughs> Yeah. At the other end, it was the it was the worst bar decision I've ever seen. Yeah, and, um, and that was JB, the thing is, is all the players were like, whatever, he's gonna check it. Even the LAFC players weren't really celebrating because they were all like, yeah, yeah, it, this looked out. And then he just he does a little ear thing and then goes beep, and then like you know, goes toward this like you know, oh, it's a goal. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? You didn't even look at it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and that's just my only thing. I I, I like that VAR is there, but. I feel like they'll they'll figure out ways to yeah. make it work without messing with the direct flow of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's it's far too complicated the way they've brought it in. 
it was initially brought in as a, a yes or no yeah. option. It was, is he offside? Did that go out? Did Well, not even did it cross the line because we've got the technology for that. But it's the, the Premier League were the first to introduce the lines for it. That wasn't a FIFA decision. That yeah. was Lee Mason. Yeah. Or not Lee Mason, Mike Riley, isn't he the... Mike Riley, yeah. Oh, really? I don't know that. Yeah. And they they decided to bring those lines in. So it was brought in for speed and efficiency. The main reason they didn't bring video referees in was because it would slow down the game mm. and it would bring the game into disrepute. And it, it has now. Yeah. Because it, it, <laughs> you're stopping the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah like the, the, the stop the games for you know, four or five minutes of pop. And I... As you said, I've I watch a lot of the Bundesliga, and they they were so good at it at the start. They didn't use the lines; they just used the referee to say, "Is that a goal or is that out?" Yeah, it, you know, there was just it was black and white with it. And now they've brought them yeah. in, and even in the Dortmund mentioned Gladbach game last week, they they stopped the game four times for at least three minutes per go. What really annoys me though, they, like you said, they added nine minutes on, is that they don't always add these extra minutes on. No. Yeah. So, so yeah. last night, McTominay went down for about 90 seconds, two minutes with that first red card. And then there was the Cavani, they were checking that penalty. That was at least 90 seconds, two minutes. And they only added on two minutes of added time. And I was like, yeah. oh, where, you know, that if, if they were able to ensure that, I, and I would love to, I would, you know, one day I'll probably, I, I would probably be that nerd that does all the timings to, to make sure that they're doing the right time. Bro, I'm doing that now, <laughs> man. I'll, I'll bet you somebody's <laughs> yeah, already got, got it on a spreadsheet. Some, on yeah, Excel, somebody definitely. Yeah, exactly. Sky well, used to do like, that and they were told to stop. Oh, really? Yeah, Sky used to show statistics of minutes played and how long the ball was actually in play for. You know, kind of throw-ins, corners, stoppages, right. and it was like 45 minutes. But in comparison, it was like 33 minutes. Yeah, and they were told exactly. to stop doing that because it was... Again, just causing so much chaos between people. Just being like, well, where, where's the 12 minutes going? Well, well that's yeah. the thing is, is when you look at like these, because like it flow is everything. And when you look at, you know, VAR, obviously that's the biggest issue is when you look at like how these things work in other leagues, like the NFL plays stop every, every minute, every couple seconds. Baseball, it's a very slow game. You know, even hockey, there's, there's tons of like, well, no, hockey's all about flow too. But basketball, the ball goes out all the time. There's always an opportunity. There's more opportunities than there are um, with soccer. And that's the thing, too, is I feel like they do it to themselves. Like, not to oversimplify it, but it's like, why is there such a long conversation every time they stop it? Why don't they turn around and say the play that they're challenging or, like, talk to the fans about what's going on? Like, just do it. Hey, stop yeah. it and have say, you, hey. Have you, have, you, have you guys ever have you ever been in a stadium with the net, with the barbs? Yeah. Have you been a, like. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. weird so because that, everything just goes yeah. quiet and then everyone, you just, you don't really hear anything going on. You just hear fans talking and then you see like a VAR thing on the Jumbotron. Just go out and say, hey guys, we're challenging this to see if it was offside. Give us a second. Yeah. And then, and then if they say, don't have a conversation with them, just tell them. Either look at the camera or don't because the time that you waste talking about it, it could just be time wasted looking at the fucking camera just go to the camera every time look at it it'll be faster come out and do your thing don't have a conversation on the field for a minute with them just go look at it yourself and then go oh maybe i should go have a look at this it's like dude what were you doing for that whole minute before you were yeah Yeah. standing in the middle and then he has his earpiece and goes i should have a go look at this it's like dude why don't you just walk over there the nfl challenges are i checked have have a video on your on, on your other watch you'll have two watches you'll have one watch with a camera on it 
where you can just <laughs> or a screen and you can just like look at it and then the other watch is the the goal decision yeah well dude and the yeah. thing is i've seen so, this you can check the average nfl like challenge is quicker than this one because when they have a challenge at the nfl the first thing they'll do this boom red flag is thrown ref comes out and says the chargers would like to challenge the ruling on the field then you know what the ref does the ref sprints over to the camera and looks at what's going on and then while he's on the camera he's talking to the guy okay what do you see i see this all right we got it cool runs back but with with again with var Beep, 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 you know, the rep goes over the line to like linesman talking to him for a sec. All the fans are like, what's fucking going on? It just says review on the, on the field. We don't know what they're reviewing. And then he'll talk to the guy a bit longer and then walk over to the camera and just sit there and then talk to the guy for a bit on the camera. Yeah. Walk back. It's and, just and like, like so drawn like, out. There, there's things, um, there's things like last week, um, uh, the, uh, Liverpool goal that the most solid one console against Spurs. Where yeah. they're checking a handball on the halfway line. I hate. I don't like that. I, I think that there should be specific. It should be very specific to the actual incident, i.e., the one or the you know the three seconds around whenever the player who scored the goal gets the ball. I don't think that the stuff before that should really impact as much as it does, i.e., giving a handball on the halfway line whenever the goal, whenever the, obviously the ball then makes three or four more plays and goes and is scored because because like it's it basically implying that. That Spurs didn't have a chance in this instance. You know, it's probably happened before, but they didn't have a chance in this instance to defend the ball from being scored, and therefore it's almost giving them one AA one chance to to defend it and be another chance um, with a free kick that is, that, that, that is then given. But um, yeah. yeah, but here, so I know if JB would been like, we're so what, I, I wanna I wanna before we sort of like run into like three hours <laughs> i was thinking um uh, i was i was i was digging to hear obviously next week is a uh, the first everton spurs game of the big double header obviously this week we have united against everton but you know i'm i'm a biased prick and i probably won't say anything next <laughs> but Everton. um i want to hear what you guys are thinking around um everton versus spurs all right well let me, th- let me throw this little mix down for you i'll, I'll open this up i think everton's gonna win 5-0 i think they're gonna make the spurs look like a small little club and i think Mourinho's gonna quit after uh, no i'm just kidding um no i mean the spurs like the weird thing is that everton win always wins games they shouldn't win and if there's a game that they should maybe tie or or lose or 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 win tie or win they'll always lose I think we could totally beat um, Hotspur. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think. Um, I don't think. Um, oh my god. Um, fuck. I, how, how am I fucking this up? I'm so groggy right now. It's. Um, oh my gosh. Our, our, our attacking midfielder. He's freaking huge. Um, Rodriguez. Fuck me, yes. God damn, I'm sorry. I don't know what's up with me. <laughs> oh. like one of the biggest names in football. Yeah, I know. I know. This is what happens. I'm groggy. Cut that um, out. Cut it out. Yeah, I'm cutting that whole part out. You kidding? No. Um, but with Hamas Rodriguez, I mean, he's, he keeps getting hurt. Um, and I think that we, I don't know, I still think we have really much of like a good team chemistry. I mean, you can just tell by the way we play. We, no one wants to play with each other. Um, we'll probably start da- um, Tom Davis which would be awesome because I think he's a starter. He's a, he's a fantastic player and we need a strong defender, especially if you're playing, you know, Kane 
you know. So I don't know. We're not going to make will the right. Team be, will he be? He'll be fifth to Conzo, won't he? He'll, he's, he'll, he should be back for next week. Will he be back? Yes. Possibly. Yeah. If they, there's, there's, they're hopeful that he'll be back for the Everton game. I think it, he's he's a, he's missing tomorrow night. He's definitely out against Chelsea. He's a massive doubt for um, West Brom on Sunday. But there is hopes that he should be back either for Everton or I think West Ham is who we play for that or Villa. Mm-hmm. Is that City? Yeah. I thought City. Yeah. yeah. Possibly so, yeah. I thought we played West Ham very quickly. But I just I saw the, the headline earlier on was that he should be fit for um, Everton in the Cup next week and then City the weekend after that. But yeah, it could, could possibly be, be, yeah. But long story short, I don't think Everton's gonna do the right thing. That's what that's that's my thing. Is like, I don't think that they're gonna start the right guys. I think that they're you know not going to take advantages of their counterattacks. They're because that's the thing is Everton doesn't really get a lot of good credit for that. But Everton has a really scary counterattack, and you know only when players aren't selfish. But I feel like a lot of the guys on our squad are selfish. They're they're gonna go for glory most of the time, and that's gonna come to bite us in the ass if we, when we're playing Tottenham. You know, especially if we don't have like our main. Do you, the that's the thing. Is that, yeah, like I think the thing is with playing against Spurs, you don't have a, a um, you don't really have a an opportunity to counterattack because they do sit quite deep, mm-hmm. and they look to counterattack, and that's why they score their goals. Now, can they do that without Kean? And can you know can Vinicius who will probably play Conza won't he? Can he be the player that will link that 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 deep line defense in the field to Son? I mean. You know, who knows? I've not seen any of Vinicius apart from last week. I just don't, so, think, um, I just don't think Everton has a lot of dangers against Tottenham. That's just my thing. Is like, you know, Calvin Lewin, I mean... Spurs, Spurs will sit back against anybody, won't they? Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter what side they're up against. Like, didn't they sit back against uh, Brighton? Didn't they end up yeah. losing or drawing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, should, you should just be terrifying Brighton. But they sit back and they... They wait. They they load that spring, but sometimes it's not quite what's needed. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the we issue saw the tools. The and Connor, you don't you go know for who's going to play. Yeah, you just you don't know. Like tomorrow night we play Chelsea, and I couldn't tell you now whether Vinicius is going to start or not, being yeah. the only out and out striker that we have because Son is still a winger. He's a very good finisher, but he is still classified as a winger. I couldn't tell you if he's going to mm. start tomorrow night, but he has to. You. Mm. I'd say he's probably got a 60% chance of playing tomorrow night, but he's you know, 95% chance of playing at Everton on Wednesday because it's the FA Cup. It's a different competition. I would like to see him start all three of our next games because I do want to see Harry Kane rushed back. It's because it was a double injury that he had. It was both ankles. Oof. So Everton game next week. I Jose doesn't. He never likes to go weak in cup competitions at all. Like we even put out a full strength squad against Brentford with another Premier League match coming up within two days. It just depends who he puts out against Everton. I'd want to see a full side and maybe rest the likes of Hoiberg and Lloris. They're the only two that I would see rested because you wouldn't want them injured for the, the next one. Son can run all game no matter who he's playing against. I do what but, I'd argue it's a bigger Sorry to interrupt me, but I'm just going to think. But with that idea of resting, I would argue, considering that Spurs are already in a cup final this year, I would argue it's a bigger game for Everton because the investment that Everton that's been put into that Everton squad, the amount of money that's on Ancelotti. If if Everton don't go, if Everton don't go, um, don't win this, 
are they going to are they going to finish top four? Are they going to challenge top four? You know, they're decent, but they're not. Are they better than Spurs and Leicester or even Chelsea? Or you know, obviously one of less one of that's a bit assuming that United City and Liverpool stay where they are. Yeah. Um, probably not. And I think that it, it's a successful season for and the reflection of that investment would be winning a cup competition and finishing, you know, fifth or sixth. And that's why I think that it, it's not really, whereas, whereas the Spurs concert, you know, top four and a trophy is probably a successful season for Spurs and for Mourinho this season. So I would argue that in that sense, I don't, I, you know, I agree with you. I don't think he'll arrest anybody, but if he did, I would lend itself in my prediction, the idea that I think that Everton could win because I think it means more to them. But then the league game, I think Spurs will win that easily. But yeah. and and that's the thing is, is yeah. it could sorry Connor but it could it could mean more to Everton but it's like again it's like they they just don't play well together when they're missing key players you know and it's like they they, yeah. they well, always have a tendency it probably means more but it probably that then works in the benefit of Spurs doesn't it Yeah yeah I just feel like we're <laughs> not going to be I, my predictions are wrong Well no we're not going <laughs> to I think you're you you have a pretty good like uh record right now when it comes to your predictions I think but no, I think Everton. It's like literally, dude. They don't like. They're not gonna. They're not gonna come up with the right answers. They never do against teams where they like should do well against. And like, not to say that they should even do, you know, good against Spurs. Spurs are just a really well balanced team. But I just don't see Everton doing the right thing in this situation. They never really do. Like, like if we're playing like a team, like a like you know, one of the top five clubs, and we should lose to them, we always end up either tying or winning. So it's like I I, I don't. There's no science anymore. There's no, there's no numbers that I can crunch anymore to Everton's logic. I just that's this is yeah. that's just how I see it. You know where it, where is the game? Do you know? Is it, I mean, I had it just up there, but I can't remember. It's is at it Goodison. It's at Goodison. Yeah. So, yeah. Spurs play. No, the the first game was at White Hart Lane, wasn't it? Yeah, first game of the season. Yeah. The Everton won. Yeah. Yeah. There is. There's. There is equal amounts of pressure on both teams. Obviously, being a, the cup competition, the biggest cup competition in England. But mm. there's two different types of pressure. There's you. Know, Everton haven't won a trophy in 26 years now. I think the last one was 1995. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear yeah. that as much as Spurs not winning one for 12 years. You know, there's more mm. pressure or more scrutiny on us in that. But sense. I also think it's because but you I guys think... are a top team. Because like everyone like yeah. I mean let's be fake sorry yeah. sorry to cut you off but it's like Everton's kind of a meme like a lot of the time right <laughs> yeah but that that's where the it's starting there's starting to be a bit more pressure on Everton because of the things that are happening at that club you know the the takeover getting Ancelotti in and the way they're playing there's gonna be probably not as much pressure on them as there is on Spurs at the minute but just because of the the difference in the size of the clubs like financially and. Where they like where they're finishing the table, but because of who Everton are and who they're becoming, there is going to start being pressure on them to probably start winning things, even if it is like the League Cup, the FA Cup. You know, there no one's going to turn around and yeah. say Everton are going to win the league next year. People did think it at the start of the season, but everyone every year has something like that, like Villa, yeah. West Ham, yeah. Everton are all overachieving at the minute. And they could all drop, mm. you know, in three weeks' time, they could be in the bottom half of the table. So it's yeah, West West Ham are two points behind um, Le- Le- Liverpool in fourth. Yeah, that's fucking. Yeah. They, 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 all, they, they won three one tonight, and yeah, they've also got the game oh, with two won. games in hand on some teams. They've I think they've played 
if some teams have played 20, West Ham's might play 22 or maybe even 23 on some of them. Yeah, so so and this is the interesting thing is that Everton, so Spurs have got Spurs have got 33 points in 20 games played in seventh. Everton have 36 points in 20 games played in sixth. So Spurs win their two games in hand, they would move into fifth ahead of West Ham. And if and if Everton won their two games in hand, they'd move into third ahead of Leicester and Liverpool and West Ham. If, if Everton beats so, Manchester JB, <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, I I, I, I just don't. I'm not even gonna get excited, but I'm just saying, if um, if we do beat you guys tomorrow, not tomorrow, um, Saturday, um, I don't know. Let's get a little bit of a wager going, a little bit of a little bit of a wager. Dude, you know what? You know I will never be part of that stuff. You know I won't. <laughs> he do doesn't. That. I just, he doesn't my, like it at I, all. My jinx, my jinxing just doesn't. How about let me to have the ability to put money on anything? No, no money. If 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 Everton win. If Everton win by three goals, we'll do at that. Old, at, at Old Trafford. At Old Trafford. This is. Are you talking about the Spurs? Okay. This, yeah. No. 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 We're talking about yeah, like the game on Saturday. Um, okay. You got to wear I don't know a silly hat for the next podcast. Just that's it. That's all. That's the criteria. Okay. There you go. No <laughs> yeah, money. That, no money. We'll we'll get to money. This yeah. is how addiction starts. A little bit more interesting than that, no? He. Oh, silly hat. Only a hat. He says only a silly hat. Yeah, only a silly uh, hat. No clothes, just only a silly hat. Only a silly hat. Corey, bro, I don't live in California. It's very cold over here. <laughs> bro, I was thinking more one will have to wear a Liverpool top or the other has to wear an LAFC yeah, top. Oh, no way. No, <laughs> no, dude, that's not happening. <laughs> that, mean, that means I'd have to go and find a Liverpool top from somewhere uh-huh. in Dude, I no. hate. He'd, he'd, he'd he send also, the other one, wouldn't yeah. he? He would send the other oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> LAFC have their shirts on Adidas right now for thirty-five pound. They are gorgeous shirts. <laughs> they are gorgeous shirts. They are JB. They are. You know what pisses me um, off? But no, I think I, our colors yeah. suck. The Galaxy jerseys suck. Sorry, we're going on side tangents. I love these. <laughs> they just suck, dude. And like we like our new jerseys coming out. They said the end of February, and I, I heard the rumors show that it's going to be green and black, which I'm stoked about. Like our, our old colors, which I would be so like, shut up and take my money, whatever it is. But our last two jerseys have been dog shit. So I, I want I want some cool stuff coming up. <laughs> That's it. That's my little side rant. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What do you think the uh, prediction for the United versus Everton game is going to be? I think it's going to be a fresh 3-0. Everton's going to make you guys look dummy dumbs at Old Trafford. I don't know about that one, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you two boys think? <laughs> the, the, the neutrals in this scenario with the United-Everton game? I think United. I mean, Everton could surprise me. Them coming off that yeah. 9-0 win might be a little... Um, hopefully, I maybe get their spirits up, but I mean, this United team, no Corey, like, is the we, you know, it it builds you up to. I mean, this season's been different. It builds you up to break. break the whole idea of building us up to break, break, be broken down is something that I've gotten used to in oh, recent years. Man. Um, but <laughs> but with with this with this United team, I think there's a mentality shift in the sense that. They like, for example, we were six nil up against like nine men last night, and Ollie was screaming more goals, more goals. You know, it was ruthless. It was like painful to to watch at times, wasn't it? Because it was just so cut through. Um, and you know, and they didn't care that they were playing against essentially what was the academy team, 
Well, it wasn't the academy. This is the thing. It wasn't the academy team. They had Ings and Adam and War Price and Armstrong and Stevens and Bednarek and like their full spine was still there. But a fair enough. Uh, Southampton were really quite good this year, so it was. Southampton have been be really good. Interesting game than no, exactly. Well, it was an interesting game, so I can't really. But, I mean, it was the, the the first red card killed it. It really did. I yeah, mean, it was a red the, card, of course, but it killed the third it. Third minute. Um, but. But for Everton, I hate I hate watching United and Everton at Old Trafford. I really do because Everton, for some reason, always come and play quite well. Ancelotti's got a really good record at Old Trafford. Was I there last year? No, I wasn't. But I was there the year before. Um, we won two one, and Martial and Pogba scored. Um, but every single time, it's always been tense, except for three years ago whenever Lukaku came back and made his, de- made his own debut against Everton, and we won four 0 But apart from that. Like Everton have actually got a relatively decent record recently with getting points here and there. The, you know, the true in twenty seventeen, they beat us in twenty fourteen. It's not as again, it's not a guinea. Um for the Spurs and Everton game, which is actually coincidentally is this time next week. So um you know, without we'll we'll have we'll have we'll we we'll, we should do it we should do it next Thursday just so we can have a review of how that goes. One hundred percent. I think that I think that like if you look at Everton's next three games are United away, uh, Spurs away, and then Spurs at home. I don't know where that game will be. Um, the other Everton games, I know you guys play each other twice and re- soon. Um, I think that it'll, it, it, would, it would shock me if Everton lost all three. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to, like, it could happen. Chris, um, I think where they are in the table, Manchester United, is certainly. Yeah. So it's got to be so motivating just because, I mean, they're in second place. I wouldn't have pegged them for second place at the start of this season. So they're, <laughs> Neither would I, bro. They're, 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 that's got to be motivating. That's got to be – that's got to add to that mentality like you were saying. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's why I think United – I think – Yeah. I see 2-2 two, two on Saturday. I think there's – you know, United, yeah, they did win 9-0, but – it was a very depleted Southampton squad. You are talking about the players. Conzo, man. But, Look at their entire yes, spine was yes, still there. Their, yeah, their entire spine who's been carrying them for the last three months with all these injuries. Like that, <laughs> they had, no, they had I, six I teenagers. They had six yeah. teenagers in that squad and two goalkeepers on the bench. You know, they're depleted. It, it doesn't take them away from United score nine. Like it's still, as you said, ruthless. It's still a really good performance from them. But I think with Everton tonight, with Calvert-Lewin, he just scored for the first time in seven games. Yeah, that's that'll a be a wee bit of a kickstarter. You know, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. It, I'm glad there's that buffer between us playing Everton and and tonight. Yeah, you know that he. Yeah, I agree. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I I, I see two two on Saturday. Calvert-Lewin and a Bruno penalty well, somewhere. Well, you know what the thing is, though, bro, as well. We like we we need you know Liverpool playing City this week. Like both of those teams, one of those teams is going to drop points. If if we if we don't win, then like God knows we're going to be in a really like bad position. I mean, we're not going to be in a bad position, of course, but it'd be really seriously if we want to win the league, we're going to have to take advantage of these types of, of this type of incident. And by the way, how the hell are City and Liverpool playing each other in Feb in, in February again? It, it happened last yeah. season. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and then it, and then it happened too late in the season as well. Whenever they ended up winning, Liverpool had already won the league. Like people go on like this is the biggest match of the recent years in the Premier League. It means nothing whenever they play each other in February. Yeah. Like it doesn't. United played City. I remember we played Chelsea in 2011 with four games to go, and it happened three or four times across that period. And like that's never actually matters. 
Like, you know, it doesn't, a league's not won in February, especially when there's only 20 games played. Sorry, it's missed me off that people are so focused on that game. And it's a great game to watch for, you know, United fans, Spurs fans, Everton fans, whatever. And I, like, I love it because it's a really great spectacle, but it was shit earlier in the season. I mean, they've, played, yeah. they've already played each other before 22 games. There's still another 16 games to go. How is that, yeah. how is that like, a title race or entertaining? Because then we we bloody have to, we have to play Liverpool with four, with four games to go, and we have to go to Ellen Road, and we have to go to Etihad, and we have to go to White Hart Lane. Oh, boys, I thought 21 was coming, but... Some mile off now. <laughs> no, but, I mean, to, 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 to finish off our, our weekly review with the football retreat, <laughs> a classic Chris Catney rant about the fixtures that... <laughs> Twenty twenty one's coming. Be be optimist. Be optimistic. But twenty one is coming, JB. It might be this season. It might be next season. But it could be in ten years. I'm reaching across and taking off VAR from my podcast topic. There's so many, many more to come. We haven't gone through transfers. We haven't. I mean, there weren't crazy a huge amount. Here's the thing. And and. This is a side thing. I can cut this out if you guys wanted. But we could always, like, do this, like, whenever you guys are down. So if you guys wanted to do this two days from now and do, like, transfer talks, Johnny B is always down for that. Johnny B loves that, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, Conjure made a really great point. I actually think this is a great, great idea. I literally sit in my arse on a Saturday and all I do is watch the football from 12 till like 10 p.m. Yeah. And I would, we could easily do like, a, like have a, have a, have a chat like for an hour or so during one of the games. Yeah, like I think like the game on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, literally, we could probably could do a watch yeah, party as well. But we little... If I look at the games on Saturday, like Newcastle versus Southampton is the game on three, the three o'clock kickoff, and which obviously for you guys is a bit earlier, I know, but um, like Fulham West Ham's later one, but. Seven's not bad. I, I I just gotta get my uh, sleep schedule fixed up. But because I bought some stuff to help me with my sleep, um, I feel like that won't be too too hard to do. So I'll just go to sleep early. Yeah, but like yeah, I'm, I'm more than fine. Yeah. Like a mutual line, you know, seven o'clock here for us or eight o'clock is probably the best time for all of us, isn't it? You know, it's eight, eight o'clock here at night. It's about twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Which there, is twelve it? in the afternoon here. That's right. Yeah. What oh, time is it, Johnny? United play it's a 12, 12 Chris. At, at, at yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah, Corey, like, I, I love you boys, but I'm going to be watching that and, like, have my have my arse tightened and watch it with fully <laughs> focused eyes. Like, it's, you know, I, eventually, whenever whenever it doesn't matter, we will watch have, have watch parties, but I just, I'm a nightmare to watch football matches with. Conzo will testify for be, that. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It would be really fun. watch party and less of a podcast. Yeah, no, exactly. Because that's how... It, oh, yeah, no, watch party, definitely. We've done... Because yeah. me and Corey have done, like, live MMA podcasts before, and that's really all it is. Like, you'll have these lulls where it's just quiet, and then you hear Corey just go, well, what is it? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You <laughs> <laughs> could also talk about what's going on in the game, which is also interesting, tactics-wise, yeah. like, where yeah. space is. It's, that's fun, too. Well, we do that for I mean, Galaxy. I hear that. Too, so, yeah. like, if you guys are ever down, I mean, like... I, 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 so my early episodes on full time issues, full time issues with Johnny Bowen. Check it out oh on Spotify. <clears throat> but some of my earlier episodes, <laughs> it's like us just going over Galaxy games, and we'll all be watching a Galaxy game together, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. and we get that on yeah. Sky now as well. The MLS is all over. Oh, do you? RTV. Really? Yeah. 
And I, I think that actually stands for me, bro. I really do. I think since he went yeah. there, because obviously it was big enough when Beckham went there and Gerard, but I do think ever since Ebro went to the MLS, that's really? when it, it peaked here in the UK, yeah. Bless you, you get them I all remember, I remember, um, uh, I remember what, like in 2014, uh, watching New York City FC versus Orlando in their first game, because it was like Villa and Pirlo against Kaka. Yeah. I remember that was a really big one, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree. also get like, some really weird highlights of like new teams coming out with like old legends. Yeah. Dude, I remember. It yeah. was so eerie. Because yeah. like a <laughs> team that's just starting this year and it's led by... And Jemai Ami with Gonzalo Higuain. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what in the world is going on? Here's, just here's... making teams over there? It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny is, is I remember his Lotson's first game again, like with Manchester United. We watched with Chris. We watched that first yeah. game with Chris. And Chris was like, oh, I'm so excited to have Zlatan. And then when Zlatan came, I remember Chris messaged me and he said, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> but then the here, and then you watch it right. But then he went there, and then he ended up coming back to Europe and scoring friggin' twenty league goals in bloody Serie A. He should have just stayed at United. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when we got Slotsin, man, that was the most insane moment I think I've ever had. Like as a fan of the Galaxy, like seeing a I signing. Was, I was shocked. I thought it was just another dumb rumor. I was like, yeah, okay. I was in. The, I was in the back yeah. at Starbucks. Like when I was on my break and I see like Zlatan walk out the line and he goes, "Hello, are you ready for Zlatan?" And then I was just, and then I screamed in the back. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like it was the oh, craziest day. And Dude, then, I was I was in the uh, break room beside Peter Pan in Magic Kingdom whenever Paul Pogba broke by myself. Like just like holy shit, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> Dude, yeah, um, I loved it. But, but, JB, I mean, do you want to? Obviously, I assume you're going to cut all that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, should we wrap it up right now? Let's do the wrap up. Yeah, you just want to, you're going to wrap it up. Yeah. And then we can chat more after that. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to another week of the football retreat. As you can see, we didn't get to the schedule like we wanted to because we got in a lot of rants, but we'll probably be making uh, more episodes here and there to get to the said rant. So, uh, if you like listening, make sure to follow us on Instagram at football retreat podcast. That's right. And uh, everyone listening, have a good one.